This is the Parenting for Faith podcast from the Bible Reading Fellowship. Visit parentingforfaith.org for free online videos and resources and an eight-session course all about Parenting for Faith. You can also sign up for news, subscribe to this podcast, and find out about events and training in your area. Welcome to Bedtime Drinks with Rachel. It's the teenage version. It's the for parents of teenagers, the warriors of parenting. I, as usual, want you to know, start off, you're doing a great job. I respect and admire you. It's an important and valuable job, and you are doing great no matter what you think. You are wonderful. I love, uh, I've got to hang out with some of the youth at our church recently, and I, I love youth so much. And uh, you are wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. I hope you had a good Easter break, got to play some games and hang out with your kids and see their faces and help them relax and enjoy and de-stress from all of that going back to schoolness. And uh, I did some blacksmithing, which was amazing. I started going down to the National uh, Blacksmithing College and learning how to do that. It's fun to have a hobby again. Uh, and I managed to read a book, which was amazing. So I, I, I hope you had sleep. You got to read. You got to play and laugh with your kids because it's it's important and really valuable. Uh, some of my best memories of my parents are when I was a teenager. And uh, theirs will be too. I'm just letting you know. You'll be 20 years from now and they'll be like, oh, remember the amazing teen years? You were so great. I believe it. So today we're talking about telling the whole story, which... It's a terrible title. I'm super sorry, uh, but I <laughs> know when to name it, so I called it that. But essentially, it's about how do we ground our kids in something that doesn't change in a world that is constantly changing and in their lives as they are constantly changing. How do we give them something that is roots them so that the, the entire changeable world around them can be hammered to something that stays the same, the God who stays the same yesterday, today, today yesterday, today, and forever. And how do we, as parents of teenagers, do that when they're not going to sit down and listen to us tell them a story? So I wanted to talk about this because this is actually quite an essential thing for us as, as parents of teenagers to be able to do with our kids. Um, it sort of comes from this idea of, of the fact that sometimes for our children, no matter when you came to faith, often this is sort of, I think, instinctual, in some ways, we, we want to start off the God stuff with what's like palatable. So whether you whether you raised your kids uh, as Christians or whether this is new for you, what, what can tend to happen is we tend to be like, I'm going to introduce my kid to God. Small. I'm going to start with something small, like God is love or something like, you know, something easy that they'll like. And then we sort of add in the sort of, you know, but then and God wants us to be kind to each other, too. And stuff after he loves you he loves you loves you and you know we spread the love uh, and then we can sort of add into it jesus wants to be your forever friend maybe start talking about sin then as they get older as they get deeper into it we sort of start talking about you know the need for like choices and and walking with god and the difference in ethics and then we begin to talk about evangelism and the world is messed up and how we deal with the complexity of that and how we make decisions and then by the end you know we're talking about everything but it takes a while to sort of get there because we want to start up here and the problem with that is that what happens is is one life doesn't work like that you know they're dealing with sickness they're dealing with 
real complex issues from their friends and they're still back up here and God loves us and wants us to be kind to people. But, you know, they need something that's much deeper, but we haven't gotten there yet. And it begins to also feel like a bit changeable. Like the thing you told me at the beginning is not the thing that you're telling me now and what other nasty surprises are around the corner. It can feel like this faith in God thing is this ever-changing surprise. And that isn't what we want because... Because God's truth stays. It is the same. And we can feel that it's too late to, to fix it, to start over again. That what we would be really helpful to do is rather than tell them the gradual story, to tell them the whole story straight off the bat. This, this fullness of truth. And, you know, when our kids are tiny, we tell them all sorts of, you know, fullness of truth and sort of tiny story board books. You know, Cinderella was sad cinderella wanted to go to a party cinderella went to a party she got married hurrah we sort of tell the story it's not the whole story it's it's but it is the story and then as you know it gets deeper and you watch all the movies on it and you know you can go into the you know mini series version of hours and hours and hours of telling the cinderella story from all the different perspectives and from the stepmother's perspective and you can you can get deeper into it but it's still the same story and our kids need this same story now, the way I tell it may be different than how you tell it, but if we can get comfortable with wrapping our brains around the fullness of the story, we can then begin to coach our kids in how to see that everywhere. Uh, and so the story that I tend to want to always include is that God is love, you got that, but, but that we were created to always know that we were loved by God, that every we would feel so secure in how we were made and how we are known and loved by God, that out of that, we would love God back. And out of that, we would see him and know him well. And out of that, we would be able to live in this world and treat others. That's the heart of that. And people walked away from that. People walked away. People are still walking away from that. And, and something breaks inside of us when we aren't completely and totally convinced that we can see God for who he is and know how loved we are by him. And people walk away from that and they live separate from God and that's tough. And Jesus came to make a way back for us to live in that again, to live in that love and that connection again. And God is active in this world. It doesn't just end there. It's not like, you know, Jesus came back and, whoop, and then he was done. That's the end of the story. No, the, the good news continues because God is still here, active, and doing things every day in people's lives. And he invites us to be a small part of his great plans and gives us the Holy Spirit to do that, to transform ourselves and be part of the transformation of others. And one day we will all be together again where there will be no tears and no crying and it will be great. And when we can get that story into us, then we can help our kids see that story everywhere, that we can help them know that that is the thing that never changes and that everything in life can be tied into it. Why is there a pandemic? Where is God? Why didn't someone get healed? All of their questions, all of their concerns can be found in a deeper understanding of this foundation. And we can talk about it. You know, we can talk about how we feel about these things. But often you feel like we don't, with a teenager, get a chance to sort of wrestle with this together. So I wanted to help you find some in ways into it. Um, one is to just get comfortable with how you would tell that story, how you feel that story flows, so that when your 
coming out of a sermon and you're like, I disagree with that because I feel like you didn't tell the whole story of the gospel. I feel like you only told the beginning bit and totally missed out the end bit. Or I feel like we never talk about this one day thing that like that's the hope that I have when, when my mother is sick and and looks like she's going to die. My hope is that I will see her one day because that is the promise of God. Like you have these foundations that you can pull to that you can do. But one thing that's really helpful is to just to take a step back and ask yourself, what holes in this story do I think my kid has? Because they, most kids have that sort of hole that they, they, you feel like your kid knows that God loves them and you feel like your kid feels secure in the one dayness, but you're not too sure that they feel like they're a purposeful part of God's plan or that they actually don't get what it feels like to feel disconnected from God or that they haven't quite, what are the holes that you feel your kid may have in the story? Because it could be that we haven't talked about it. It could be that they haven't been exposed to it. It could be that they haven't experienced it. If you feel like your kid has stepped back from faith or stepped away from it or haven't stepped into it, you can begin to to question them and yourself and say, what bit lost them? What what bit, when they ask questions, what bit when they struggle, what bit when they say, oh, I don't like this, is the bit that they get stuck on? Because often it can can be something and then we can work on that then you can think ah oh, they they need me to create more windows into that they need someone to wrestle with intellectually they need to experience something some of the kids actually get stuck on god is love because they think i don't feel loved and that is not something you can find with here it's something that you find in in experience and you can help your kid create space for that and so what do you think they need next and often this can be found in listening to them to asking questions to putting together their objections and their grunts and their thoughts and think oh, that's really interesting. And then you could do it. But once you, once you orient that, that can be really helpful. And then the next thing to do is to, to fill it out, to fill it out with knowledge and experience. Cause some of our kids feel like they've experienced it, but have no words for it. They, they can't hammer it anything. It's just sort of intangible. And so it can fly away. And so sometimes they need the wrestling, the intellectual stuff of, of, you know, to go get an Amy or Ewing book that is really into apologetics and help them refine those thoughts. But sometimes it's about helping them find those experiences. Uh, I I remember, you know, going to youth group and they wanted us to draw pictures um, while we were listening to worship. And I thought it was lame. And I was just like, there was, I don't want to do this. I really don't want to do this. But I was next to an arty teenager and I was like, fine, I'll do it. And I started drawing pictures and all of a sudden I had this massive like conversation with God as I was drawing a picture. And the teenager next to me was like, I don't chat to God. I just draw with God. And I thought that is so interesting. I never would have thought of that. And she made space for me to do it. And I thought that was so interesting. <laughs> and uh, I know some parents who have teenagers um, who just weren't hanging out at home, just had some, some stuff. And some of their teenagers just began to draw throughout all of church. And, and they just sort of went into it and they could draw anything. And that was a way that they found connection with God and began to have conversations through it. What, whatever it is that, that they need to know in their head or need to have experience, you can create space for. Um, so whether it's their purpose, you know, in this story, there are bits where it talks about their purpose. And our kids often get hopeless when they feel purposeless. And so maybe it's about talking about purpose and creating windows into how you found your purpose or how you found purpose in the everyday and, and how God whispers to you or how you feel 
know, sick when you walk past something that you know you have to go back and do? How do you find your purpose? Or it could be them feeling disconnected from God and you think, okay, I need to create windows into how I handle disconnection or I need to talk about it with somebody else so they can overhear it or I need to ask questions to somebody with them listening so that they can find their next step. Um, sometimes it's about them struggling with the transformation bit, this bit here that says, you know, we're constantly being transformed. A lot of teenagers sometimes look around at Christians and they go, oh, Christians are just terrible people like the rest of us. What's the point? <laughs> the point is, yeah, we're all very imperfect people on a transformation. And sometimes they don't see that. And so often I found, you know, as a youth pastor, our, my teenagers love um transformation books you know stories of people who were gang members and then met with god or you know people who uh, had had been sexually assaulted as and and came out the other side uh, and met god in that way and there's stories of transformations of god interceding in people's lives of an of an active god transforming situations and lives and the way people see things and and the way he heals them that are so powerful, uh, you know, my memory of being a teenager was being obsessed with missionary stories like uh, Through the Gates of Splendor, the people who went into a tribe and got murdered and then the wife went back and um, lived in the same village that killed her husband and she raised her tiny baby there uh, to show God's love and how it transformed. I loved that. But if our teenagers are struggling with this bit and we never fill in that bit and tell them what it looks like in life, that could be the key for them. And so, um, let them fill that out. Another thing that is really helpful is teenagers love listening in, uh, but not being required of. And I was just reflecting as I went to um, visit friends uh, and sat outside in the smoke. Uh, and well, there was, you know, a fire smoke. And I sat outside and I'm just reminded of how often their teenagers and their kids sit around while we talk about really deep stuff about how I feel or how I feel about my mental health and what God is whispering to me about. And we just are so open and honest with each other about our lives. And our teenagers get to sit and listen to that and hear that and, and to choose to be authentic in front of them has already borne fruit in lives. And I remember as a teenager, I used to love that, listening to my parents' friends talk about how they're struggling with MS or how they're struggling with miscarriages. Or I was just exposed to this huge things of life that they would talk about in front of me. And I, I, and they would repeat, but I know this, and this is what I put my feet on, and this verse came to me. And it was this, this constant reinforcement of, of the story of the gospel over and over and over again. So I, when I struggle, I find myself coming back to those times where people showed me where they are in their story of God. And that is such an opportunity we have, especially as we go around people's houses and sit outside. These, these times where we have these boundaried walks and things to be open in front of our kids and let them hear those conversations and to let them hear other people's conversations with us with permission, of course. Um, I also wanted to encourage you to feel free to ask questions of your teenagers because you want to understand. And I think sometimes we get really hesitant and you are the parent, so you will know what's right with your kid. Um, and so if you feel like you don't want to ask questions, feel free to not. It's fine. But I also wanted to say there's ways of asking questions that can be helpful to, to be able to say there are times where I struggle to feel loved by God because I think the voices in my head are stronger than the voices that I can hear from God. Have you ever felt that? And to, to be able, and they can say, no, I don't know what you're talking about. You're crazy. And you're like, oh, okay. 
But I just wanted to let you know it's okay to talk about it if you ever feel that. And to just leave it there, to, to feel like that, to wonder out loud about stuff, to be driving around and go, I really wish God had stopped this a year ago. Sometimes I wonder why he didn't. And to let that conversation be there and to say, I'm okay with not knowing because I assume it's he's doing something within it. And I, I can see how I've been transformed in it. And I, I love that he says he'll turn all things for good. And I, I can see how it's turned for good in, in me in some ways. And to just feel free to frame those things, to tie it, to ask questions of them. And to say, do you ever wonder that? Or what do you think? Purely to understand, to not argue with them, to not try to give them the right answer, but just to, to open up a wondering conversation that you can do together enables you to spot these things and to know where those windows need to be. Uh, and then just feel free that sometimes it's not about telling the story and saying, this is the right, this is the story. It's about creating windows into how you experience the truth of this how you uh, experience the story so they have it over and over and over again that you know when i'm trying to make a big decision that i'm not convinced i know what i'm doing i come back and say god you are active in this place and i trust that you're going to lead me and i want you to show me where you are because i need to see you with my heart so i know what's happening and i hold god to that you know that in my big decisions i hold god to that and sometimes it comes like this and sometimes it comes like this. And that's where I am right now. I'm looking for what it is. And sometimes, you know, I don't know if you know this, but you've said something that really I felt like God was poking me through your words. And I appreciate that. And to just to create those windows into your life so that they can see how being loved by God makes a difference. How, how Jesus makes a difference to you. How the transformation makes a difference. How God being active makes a difference to you. And to then create space for that to happen, whether it's breakfast where you're playing worship music that tie into that, or whether it's just when you come in and kiss them goodnight to wait five seconds as you pray for them, however you create space for them to encounter God and know that this is just a normal part of wrestling to try to tie the world into this truth. If they don't have the truth to tie into, then they can struggle. And so our gift to them is to give them these building blocks to tie to. So um, I'm going to pray for you, and then I'm going to just check and see if there's any questions or comments or thoughts, concerns or ponderings or heresy flags or scenarios that I can help you with. Um, in, a, in a little bit, um, next month, we're talking about dyslexia and for kids who struggle to read scripture how, or struggle to just read and, and do that. How do we help them access and love scripture? We're going to be talking about that next month. And the month after that, we're going to be talking about how to help your kids love church again. And so we're going to be talking about we're all going back and it's opening up. And how do we have that conversation again uh, of, of going back to church and what that looks like for our family? So it's a, it's a good couple of months. But for now, I'll pray for you and I'll see if there's uh, any questions that you have. And if there is, great. And if not, that's fine. Go have a drink and rest. God, I thank you for the privilege of walking alongside these young people and who you're shaping them to be. And God, it can be tough sometimes and it can be beautiful sometimes. And I thank you that you have, out of all the parents, you have picked us to be these kids, parents and carers, people in their lives that we get to help coach them in. And God, I pray that you would make us bold um, to speak when you want us to speak. God, I pray that you make us bold to be authentic that we may um, be confident in our vulnerabilities and in the stories of imperfection where you shine, that we may let our 
young people see the beauty of an imperfect life lived with God. God, I pray that you create opportunities that we can help our kids encounter you, that we may hold space for them to know your truth, that we may give them a foundation that lasts a lifetime, that we may help them put their feet upon your truth, that they may tie everything they want to it. So I pray that you would um, give us rest, and I pray that you would give us good time with you that we may wrestle with this. And God, I pray that you would um, increase our connection with our young people and children, that, our, that, they may, um, that we may hear their voices well, and that they may hear our voices well too. In Jesus' name, amen. Right, well, I don't think I see anything, so I will bless you. And have a good month. I'll talk to you later. Thank you for downloading the Parenting for Faith podcast. A new episode will be released next week. And why not look at parentingforfaith.org to watch the free eight-session course, to get in touch, or to find out about training and events near you.